Welcome back to another episode of Atkins Ever After. On one half of the host and Mike, and this is Baby. <laughs> Hi, you guys. Yes, my name is Baby, but it is also Keisha. Um, this is another episode where we bring relationship positivity. You know, our goal is to help you guys really think about um, some of the issues that you might have experienced and take a look at, you know, if your person is worth fighting for, if your relationship is worth fighting for. And if so, then just, you know, agree to do the work. Um, we certainly have been through a lot of lessons in our relationship. And so that's the whole purpose of our podcast is to share some of those insights with you guys to give you a different perspective. So with that being said, um, every episode we have our first segment, which is our appreciation post. And, babe, would you like to start, or would you like for me to start? I'd like for you to start. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. Let me feel good. Okay, alright. <laughs> so, for the ones of you who are new to our channel, who are new to listening to our podcast, um, the appreciation post is one to two um, things in which we want to say that we appreciate about our partner. Um, so, it can be anything, something that we experienced recently, or just something overall that maybe I haven't told him or that he hasn't told me. So, one of the things that I appreciate about you is your spontaneity. So, you guys, we have date night every Friday, which is his idea. And this past weekend, we had our original date night, which is on Friday, um, which also extends to overnight. And then the next day, which was Saturday, he was like, um, let's just go out of town. Wasn't prepared, but I was just like, okay, so let's go. And we had a fantastic time. Um, so we spent the entire weekend together. So I love that you are just, you know, spontaneous and you always are thinking about how to carve out time for us as a couple. So that's one thing. The second thing that I appreciate about him is your curls. <laughs> I appreciate that. I love them. They look great. You showed me how to get them, so... Yes, and I encourage you to wear them. Like, I love them. And you guys, it don't matter to me if y'all think that's superficial. But you have to appreciate everything about your partner. Physical aspect, emotionally, spiritually, mentally. You know, there's a lot that goes into the appreciation. So, and I don't think we've ever called out a physical aspect yet. So, those are my two things. Thank you. You're welcome. So, my two... So my first one is gonna be, I appreciate your beauty. Yeah. Right? Cause you know what? It brightens my day to look at you and see your smile. Oh, thanks. That's so, sweet. Yes. And my second. Yeah, I'm blushing. <laughs> and my second is I appreciate you picking up those little balled up napkins. Oh my gosh. I appreciate you doing that now. You guys, so, okay, you know this audio episode comes out every Wednesday. The video YouTube, uh, the YouTube video comes out every Thursday. I will insert pictures of what he did to me over the weekend. <laughs> so you have to go to our YouTube channel. Make sure you look out for those pictures. But don't just look at the video. Make sure you subscribe, guys. Okay? So. Yeah, I appreciate it. I don't, I don't know how to take that appreciation. <laughs> I think I want to do over. <laughs> you saved me some work. You saved oh me some Oh, my gosh. Okay. Great. Yeah. I can take direction. Thank you. You're welcome. You're doing great. You're welcome. So, baby, you ready to get into this topic? Because it is a great one. What are we talking about today? Whew. Okay, you guys. Lord, communication. Communication. We have been challenged the past few days. Not anymore. Not right now. But the past few days, we were definitely challenged in the communication area. So that caused us to do a lot of research. That caused us to have some difficult conversations, which is sometimes necessary in a relationship. Correct. In order for you to, you know, learn the lessons, you have to go through it first. You know, it has to be a breakdown somewhere for you to learn it. So, communication. Um, 
before we even jump into our points, the one thing that we discovered that was so eye-opening and so beneficial to us going forward, I feel, is the fact that we have never discussed each other's communication style. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even know styles. Like, how, this whole time, how have we really been communicating? We don't even know. Like, and, and I think, too, that's why it's been so many instances of from your mouth to my ears as a block and vice versa. It's like, what do you mean? What Like, we always need clarification. Yeah, it's, it's definitely been like that sometimes, for sure. And, you know, I believe everybody definitely goes through, through that. Absolutely, because a lot of people don't think about the fact that there are different communication types. Yeah. You know, there are obviously some people who know about it, but there are people who don't think about it. Like, you just move on from moment to moment, day to day in your relationship, and you don't think about those types of things, you know? And we were one of those couples. Yeah. Like, we're engaged in everything. Plan planning a wedding and... Yeah. Uh, you, learn something, you learn something new every day. Absolutely. You know, and it's a science to everything. So, you know, it's a science to relationships, science to communication. Absolutely. So, you know, science to... Uh, emotions. Yeah, yeah. Like we spoke about on, on our last episode. Absolutely. So, we want to start off by asking you guys a question, and you can definitely leave your answer in the comments. Um, you can review it and leave it on the um, Apple podcast. Um, but, and as you think about communication, think about your um, position that you play. Are you building or destroying your relationship? Right, so are you insightful? Do you try to stay aware of um, how you communicate and how your person receives communication? Also have that self-awareness on how you best respond, right, to your partner's communication? Or are you destroying it? Um, which, to a certain degree, we were by not even being aware of the different types, right? So I think, I think start with that question, you know. And I know for us, we never have the intention of destroying what we have. Right. So, with that being said, you know, um, there are certainly different points that we want to call out. Um, you want me to go first or you want to go first? Yeah, you go first, you did the research. <laughs> <laughs> so, I think one of the things that people um, overlook is, is not necessarily what you say, but how you say it. Tone plays a major part. In effective communication, but why do you think that is? Like, why do you think it matters just as much as how I say something to you? Well, you know, when you speak of tone, I would say that tone plays a part because you know you might you. It's just like with text text message. There's tone and text. Yeah. But you know, depend depending on how you say something is how someone takes it. So you know, you can say something loud. Yeah. And a person takes it offensive, or you can say it with sarcasm, and a person can take it, or they feel like you're saying it with sarcasm, right. and they take it uh, take it differently than what you want them to perceive it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, your intentions, or I feel like your intentions are passed through time. Yeah, yeah. I agree to that, and you definitely hate text messaging. Like, you'll do it just if we need to chat about something quickly, but if we want, if we need to have a serious conversation, you don't like it. You've right. always said tone gets lost in translation and miscommunication happens, so, Absolutely. you know, that's so true. You know, and the thing is, too, there are certain conversations that not only need to be had over the phone, but also I feel like in person because your posture your body language, your facial expressions, all of those things are factors in communication as well. You know, if we're having a serious conversation um, where, you know, this is just an example where you're letting me know about something that you didn't like or something that was said you didn't agree to or whatever, and I'm looking away or I'm on my phone, like, what does it tell you? Yeah, like, you're not paying attention. Right. You don't, don't really care about what I'm talking about. Exactly. And so if that was done to me, now I'm defensive. Right. I'm like, well, if you don't care, I don't care. You know, and now we have this breakdown. Because maybe I didn't say those words to you, but my body language told you. Gave you a message. Right. You know, so I think that there's something that's very important. You know, making eye contact. 
when you talk to your partner, especially about serious things, I'm big on making eye contact. I want people to feel what I'm saying, yeah. not just hear it, you know. And I, I think it's also a form of respect, too, you know. Um, but what are your thoughts on the body posture, uh, facial expressions? What are your thoughts on those areas? You know, depending on the, the you know, depending on the, the, whoever the person, you know, whatever relationship they're in, right. somebody might have a home back, you know. Mm -hmm. and, uh, oh, my like God. How, you know, just because they bend over yeah. doesn't mean that they don't care. But, you know, um, eye contact for sure, you yeah. know. And, I mean, because, you know, the eyes are the windows to the soul. So, you know, if, if you're talking to someone, if you're talking to your mate, right, mm -hmm. or, you know, and, you know, they they, they won't make eye contact with you. Right. I mean, they may show that they not listening or some dishonesty or some kind of trust issue. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely could. Um, but, you know, again, it's things to keep in mind. Communication is not just with words. It is with so many other things. And also, you know, when we're in that conversation, listen to hear and understand, not to respond. You know, I think we said this in our um, last episode. Too many people listen and in their mind while the other person is talking, they're already prepping their response. Why? Yeah. Like, you don't have to respond right away. I need you to hear everything that I just said. I need you to feel everything that I just said. Because if it's something serious that I really want you to know, um, that I feel like is causing me harm in the relationship, I'm co I've completed my statement and now you're like, now say that part again? Okay, now I'm mad. <laughs> because I'm like, I'm sitting here pouring out my heart to you and you didn't even listen to what I had to say. So you have to listen to understand, like, you know, we all should want to understand um, when there's a breakdown in relationship from the other person's perspective, right? So your experience in this relationship is not the same as mine, and mine is not the same as yours. There are certain triggers you might have, there are certain um, um, issues you might have with things that I might not, and vice versa, right? So when you're bringing those things to me, I need to be able to sit down and actively hear, actively listen to what you have to say, right. so that we can get to common ground, right. right? You know, another thing is too, you know, when most of the time people have agree disagreements, you know, ego comes into play. Absolutely. And, you know, like you're saying, you know, instead of listening, you you just ready. A person is just ready to respond. You know, so as soon as they finish talking, you know, in their head, as soon, yeah. as, soon, as, they, as, soon as they finish talking, you know, well, I'm, I'm about to say this. Exactly. And that can be taken out of context, too, because, again, that could be a factor in it. Um, it could be something that the other person anticipates. Well, I know they're not going to listen to me. As soon as I finish talking, they'll, they will be ready to say whatever, you know. Um, we, we definitely had a breakdown in communication last week. We did for a few days. Um, and, you know, for a variety of reasons. And I'm not quite sure. Like, I think we've gotten to the root cause of it because we didn't understand each other's communication style. Um, but it also, I, I always feel like, too, both of our parents' experiences come up in certain situations, right? Of course. Um, and so you don't know these things though until it happens. And so now we both have to take a step back and think about, okay, what situation made me feel like this current one was similar, right? Does that make sense? So like the way I had to respond in my previous situation, relationship, marriage, or whatever, I don't have to respond like that here because it's a different type of environment. It's a different type. It's a different person, right? So I think that's something that, you know, we all tend to forget, too. I think that we respond to the situation and how the situation feels, especially if it's familiarity yeah. involved. If we've been through this before, we've had this argument before with somebody else, and this is how I responded. Well, guess what? You can't respond that same way now because this new person is different. Right. And I don't think it's always, uh, it's not, well, speak for myself, it's not always just uh, another 
previous relationship. Yeah. You know, I was raised um, by, you know, my, my, my mother, she spoke loud. She, it sounded like she yelled everything she said. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that, I, you know, that pretty much, some of that got on to me. So, yeah. you know, I speak. So when it, like when you were just saying about tone, right? So my tone, I developed her tone. Okay. Right. So you know, like I'm, I feel like I'm speaking a little loud right now, mm-hmm. right? You're not. Yeah. So, but you know, <laughs> you know, I've been told, you know, talk loud, talk loud. Wow. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But you know, those, those things from parents, you know, um, atmospheres you've been in. Absolutely. You know, so all that plays a part. And I think that's a great point too, because it, you know, we have a relationship with our parents too, so that is a form of relationship. But I think when we're talking about these things, we definitely need to be specific because you're right. Um, all of these things don't have to do with you being in an intimate relationship. It can be relationship with family, relationship with friends, how you communicate with friends, you know, how you learn to communicate in the workplace. You know, it can be a lot of different things, but it's a matter of trying to learn the difference of your current partner and how they respond to things, right? So, like, for me... I don't respond well when I feel like I'm being accused of something. Um, I don't respond well when I feel like um, my voice isn't being heard. Um, Things like that causes me to shut down. And what I mean by that is then I just won't be an active participant of the conversation anymore. Right? So then where does that get us? Nowhere. Because then you want to talk about it and I'm like, I'm done with it. And now it seems like I'm being dismissive to you. So that's a whole trail of issues that can just start from one little thing. Yeah. Um, and that's, you know, the miscommunication. That's how miscommunication can happen, you know. One thing that we've said is we need to learn how to agree to disagree and leave it there. I don't think we've mastered that yet. I've definitely worked on it myself. I, I don't think... We definitely are aware of things that we, we put forth our effort for sure to work on it. Um, I don't know if there's been an instance that has happened recently that has caused us to say, you know what, we did great at just agreeing to disagree and leaving it there, right? Um, I'm sure something will come up because it's, you guys, it seems like every, just about every topic we bring to you guys, we are tested in that area. And then we have to reflect back on the you know, the the episodes that we share with you guys and take our own words and put them into action. Right. You know. Right. You know, as human beings you, you, you live and you learn. Absolutely. You know, we come to we come to this planet and we meet our parents. Mm-hmm. We meet our mates, we meet our brothers, we meet our sisters, we meet our, we meet our cousins, our aunts, our uncles, and the things that they see in us, they speak to us and tell us about ourselves. And then, you know, when you get into a, a, an intimate relationship, um, that's the biggest opportunity for disagreements. Yeah. You got, you're always going to have disagreements. Like, if, if, you, if you're in a relationship, you're going to get into disagreements, for sure. So, when it comes down to is knowing the science of communication and those different things when it comes to being in a relationship, and working on those things. So why do you think that being in an intimate relationship will cause you to have disagreements? Why is that a part of the norm that you'll experience? Well, it's not a part of the norm of my experience, but studies have shown that in intimate relationships, you have this, that's the biggest opportunity to have disagreements. It's just like if you... Let's say, for instance, you grow up with your brother or sister, mm-hmm. and y'all share the same space until you're, let's just say, until you're 18, from your 2 to your 18. Okay. You're going to be in, the, in that environment, spending that time. Right. They're going to know you. Yeah. Right? And, you know, with that being said, if there's, uh, let's just say, my last bag of chips, mm-hmm. right? Emotions come into that, even even though it may be a simple bag of chips between the brother and the sister, right? Mm-hmm. Emotions come into that because 
they have grown so close to each other. They're like, when may be like, why? You know, I thought we share everything. Okay. You know, yeah. so you never, you, you know, you never know how the other person feels. Ever. Yeah, yeah. It's that too. Everybody is experiencing something different. Even though we're in the same relationship, we're in the same set of circumstances, your experience is different than mine. And then too, when you think about it from an intimate relationship, we're, like you said before, with learning communication from parents, siblings, whatever, we each are bringing all of that together and trying to blend it as one, right? So we're trying to take all of our X amount of years, however old you are when you, you know, become committed to this person. And unlearn some of the things that you've been trained for years and years and years. And, you know, that's not an easy test. That does not happen overnight. You know, but that's why it's very important that you are with your person, um, a.k.a. the right person, so that they are patient and understanding as you're trying to figure these things out. You know? Yeah. Um, so, you know... I think we should dive into the different types of communication styles. I, I think that we should share that information with our supporters. Absolutely. That's, that's, that's definitely what we doing this episode for. Right? Exactly. You know, and a lot of people have a lot of um, emphasis or highlight love languages. We see it everywhere. Um, people converse about it all the time. You know, they put a lot of... Um, um, importance around it. And it is important to understand how your partner wants to receive love and also send love to, you know, send love back. But more importantly than that, it is the communication styles. And there are four. Baby, you remember what they are? I'm going to put you on the spot. <laughs> well, you have, there's actually five. Oh, okay. Well, teach me something today. Alright. So you have passive. Okay. You have assertive. You have passive, aggressive, you have manipulative. Oh, manipulative. Hmm. Okay, what's the list? Yeah, uh, the, the manipulative, so let me, let me start over. So okay. We have passive. Yeah. We have passive, aggressive. Mm -hmm. We have assertive. Mm -hmm. We have aggressive. Mm -hmm. And we have manipulative. Okay. Which one do you want to talk about first? Whichever one you like. So, before we get into that, we actually um, took a test as well, you guys. So, we took the DISC assessment um, on Tony Robbins' website. It was kind of like a personality test, wouldn't you say? Yeah. Um, it gave us some insight into who we are, which led to the type of communication style that we both um, are active in. We're not sharing that on this video, though. So you do have to go to the next video that we're um, sending out next week. And we're going to do a whole entire episode around the results. You know, what did we find out about ourselves? What did we, you know, what were we not surprised about? What were we surprised about? And then we will also share with you during that video what our communication style is. That's a very, that's a very great test. You will definitely learn a lot about yourself. Absolutely. It's very in-depth, and we will certainly um, include the link to that assessment in the in next week's video. So stay tuned. Also, make sure you are not just only subscribed, but you want to turn on your post notifications so that you don't miss any of these episodes, right? If you are listening to this on audio, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, etc., go over to YouTube and make sure you subscribe to Atkins Ever After. Turn on your post notifications so that you also can be caught up to date with all of our videos. Okay? Alright, so I just want to make sure we tell our supporters, you know, how they can find us and so that they don't miss anything. Yes. Because when we reveal these results, it will be very interesting. And just another caveat, we have not revealed them to each other yet. No. We have not talked about the results. So you guys will be um, joining us as we... Go through and dive into who are we? How do we best communicate? So it should be very interesting. Yes. Okay, babe. So, which communication style do you want to talk about? It's up to you. Uh, uh, let's go with aggressive. Okay. So, from the research that I've done, aggressive communication style really is this person is just trying to get their point across. 
They don't care what anyone else has to say. They don't care how anyone else feels about the topic. I am going to be heard. And if I need to yell and scream to be heard, that's what I'm going to do. That was my take on the aggressive communication style. What about you? Uh, the same. Actually the same. You know, and from what from what I understand, the aggressive communicator uses I. Mm-hmm. Uses I. So, you know, it's about it's about the the aggressor. It's about them. They over talk and the way that they use I in some of the phrases is because I said so. Right? Mm-hmm. So they don't feel a need right. to clarify or explain anything to a partner. And babe, you know me, I ask questions. Like I'm not someone who naturally assumes if you make a statement to me and it's not quite clear what you mean, I'm going to ask you, babe, what you mean by that? Or can you explain further, right? Um, so, but this person is not one who is interested in that at all. So why, why would, what would cause someone to be a, a, an aggressive communicator, you think? I mean, I really think it is, it's kind of what you said. It's like the environment that they uh, grew up in. It's the um, people that they were centered around. It could be traumas. You know, um, that could be a way that they feel like they're protecting themselves. If if I don't hear, if if I don't hear or allow myself to connect with you enough to hear, then that means that I can't be hurt by you. Mm. That's powerful. Right. So I'm gonna say what I gotta say. It don't matter to me how you feel. I'm not interested because if I become interested now, a part of my emotion is invested in you, and now that allows me to be um, vulnerable, which means I can be hurt. And if my past is filled with hurt, I'm not going to put myself in that situation again. Wow. So, that definitely can be seen as a defense mechanism. But I think that um, how a person in that situation or who has that communication style needs to challenge themselves is take a step back, review your current situation, review that current relationship, intimate or otherwise, and determine, does this person really um, deserve to be spoken to that way, right? Yes. Or communicated to that way, you know? Um, so, yeah. I um, And again, without revealing anything about our results, um, you know, I just, I, I don't think that in my past experiences, I can recall having someone that was an aggressive communicator to me. And when I say past experience, I mean like close family members, close friends, people like that, people that I consider in my circle. Um, so I've definitely experienced an aggressive communicator, for sure. So can, I want you to provide some insight to me and to our supporters on that. So can you give me an example? Was it tone? Was it word choices? It was body language, okay. tone. Okay. Definitely word choices. Um, just a whole compilation of negative energy. Hmm. How did so? Two questions. How did that make you feel? And how did you? Um, what did you do to to manage the situation from your end? Well, at the time, you know, it, it was an adult. I was a child. Okay. So you know, it it just it, I, I feel like it did make me. Until a certain age, not definitely not communicate with them, right? Okay, so avoid altogether. Right. Okay. And uh, you know, it, it wasn't a comfortable situation because you know, anytime that you can't, you don't have a voice, and you can't provide uh, your feeling into what you feel about the situation, mm-hmm. then you know, it's like the pointless. It's pointless. Mm-hmm. Do you think that, um, and I'll definitely answer this question as well when we get to one that I feel like I've been a part of, but do you think that showed up in your adult life anywhere? May have. May have. It may have. I've never thought about it since this is our first time. Yeah, talking about it. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, it is something to think about. Like I said before you guys, we are only, like, we have serious conversations, 
But this is a fresh lesson that we're going through. So we are just really sitting down together talking in detail about it uh, in front of you guys. So these questions that we're asking each other are brand new, but it might be a good idea to just take a, you know, kind of take a step back and think about it. Like even in our current relationship and past relationships, um, you know, because you said that you felt like your voice couldn't be heard. Have there been instances where you didn't share your voice um, for, because of familiarity of, you know, things that happened as a child? It might be good to take a look, you know? Okay, so let's talk about passive. What are your thoughts on passive communication styles? So passive, my thoughts are, I don't care. Whatever, you know, and that's what passive says. Mm -hmm. You know, I, you know, it is what it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, it, whatever you say. Yeah, and you know what? It's fear. It's fear of a person expressing themselves. You know, um, they would rather avoid conflict altogether, and just. Um, deal with whatever it is that the other person is dishing out instead of saying this makes me feel uncomfortable this makes me feel a certain kind of way I don't like when you do this or say this they'll just take it and have that inner turmoil and also it can be a resentment against the other person which isn't fair because you haven't expressed it to them right but again that could also be um, a defense mechanism you know so you never know why people um, communicate the way they that they do, but I think that it's always great to take review of, um, especially in adulthood, so that you can communicate to the best of your ability. Yeah. So do you think it would be easier to communicate to the uh, the aggressive communicator or the passive? Honestly, I think it's equal, and I'll tell you why. You can't get uh, you can't get to a resolve with either, right? You can't get your words and your thoughts off with the aggressive person, and the passive person is not going to acknowledge the issue enough that you can resolve or get to a resolution. So I don't see where it's beneficial to communicate with either. And me personally, um, I really like to have just a very mature conversation. Um, when there's a breakdown, it doesn't have to happen right away. It just depends on what the breakdown is about. But I like to just talk it through, right? But that conversation can't be one-sided. I can't be the only one putting my thoughts and emotions and, you know, whatever out there. Um, it has to be reciprocated back so that we can get to a mutual understanding. Um, so neither would work for me. You know, and some of the, some of the signs that you are dealing with a passive communicator is... They have difficulty making eye contact. Um, the inability to say no, go with the flow type of attitude. You know, and I'll go back to the aggressive communicator too. Um, some of those signs are overtalks, poor listener, um, controlling, demanding, criticizes a lot. It's your fault. It's your fault that you didn't understand what I said. Right? It's your fault that you feel that way. Right? And that's, that's, not, that's not the case. Um... But I think it's good to call out what those signs look like because, again, not everybody knows what their communication style is. And so at least if you know the signs, it can also help you learn how to communicate with that type of person. Yes. Right? So we think about passive phrases. It doesn't matter that much. Like you said, it is what it is. You know, it's whatever. And it's so unfair to that person. You don't have to just deal with anything. It's something to be passive. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so what about passive aggressive? Hmm. That's, that's, that's a mixture, right? It's, it's scary. And aggressive. It's scary to me. So it, it seems, I know you, you have manipulative, so it sounds kind of manipulative. It, absolutely. So tell me why you say that. Because it sounds like that person would be like, you know what? It's your fault. But you know what? Hey, I don't even want to hear it. 
1,000%. They act as if or they communicate as if, oh, it's okay. It's no problem. Everything is fine. When it's really not. So their face doesn't match their... Uh, their feelings. Their feelings. Correct. They are not being honest about how they truly feel about an experience. Surface, they look fine. Inside, no. Okay, so you know what? I know I said there's five from what I've researched, right? Yeah, yeah. So what it is, is it must be the five that I found. The manipulative is actually the passive-aggressive. But from what I researched, it did say manipulative is pretty much just like, it's not your fault. Mm -hmm. But the whole time, they're just doing that to... To... to they said to kind of trick you, really, mm -hmm. you know, gain trust or probably make it seem like, oh, they're so understanding, they're so caring. But they're, they're really, you know, yeah, trying, you know, maybe planning, plotting exactly. to do the worst exactly. behind your back. Yep, they trying to build your trust, gain your trust, and they're not being honest, you know. So it's a little similar to passive aggressive, but it has some different characteristics to that because manipulation can get into a whole different type of area too, right? So, some of the ways that you can recognize that you are dealing with a passive-aggressive communicator is frequent sarcasm. What does that sound like? Um, I would think, so maybe if there's an argument, yeah, you know, you never do anything wrong, you never say anything wrong. Oh, okay. I, I, I can see that, okay. Um, words that don't align with actions, again. It's fine. We don't. We're good. We don't have to talk about it. But then you don't hear from me for two days, right? <laughs> yeah, but I just said everything was fine, and we normally <laughs> talk every day, all day. But you don't hear from me for two days. Super right? Is that fair to you? You're confused. You like what's going on with her, right? Um. Also, difficulty acknowledging emotions. So they know that they're angry inside. They know that they're hurt inside, but they're not going to tell you. You will have to figure it out. That's, that's definitely not good. And God encouraged you to be a mind reader. So, how does that work? <laughs> what does that look like? Right? Um, won't, get, won't get far. You know, keeping that kind of communication type. You know, being that community. That type of communicator. Exactly. Um, and then a couple of phrases are, they'll say, fine, whatever. You know, it's that dismissiveness that they really operate in, right? Fine, it's whatever. doesn't matter. I'm good. It sounds like, you know, it would be, you know, that type of communi communicator uh, would have a lack of value of the relationship to be that kind of communicator. What do you mean? So it seems like they really don't, don't care much about yeah. the healthiness of it. Correct. That's what I would. That's what I would think. Yeah, I would too. I mean, I agree. But again, it's really getting to what caused people to communicate in these ways. What's the root of that? Where did you learn that? Where were you exposed to that? Where did you? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, where did it come from? Because as a child, as an infant, we don't even communicate at all yet. So where do we learn these things? Right. And, and you know, thinking about it now that we're talking about it, I, I feel like people may be different with, you know, different people. I know we're speaking mm -hmm. of intimate relationships, mm -hmm. but still, you know, we're talking about the type of communicator because, you know, we have children, right? right? You know, we have family members. Friends. Um, friends, right? Yep. You know, so... Uh, I, hmm. I, I definitely feel like, depending on who the person is communicating with, their type their type of com communication can switch. Yep, you're so right. Absolutely right. You're so right. And I think we need to dive deeper into that next video when we reveal our results. So it'll give us time to maybe think about certain relationships, right? Like you said, children, um, when we're doing... Uh, business with people, right? Things like that. Let's, let's think it through. Right. How do we communicate with those people 
um, in, 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 you know, perspective to each other. That is very interesting. Yeah, because, like, you know, if, a, you know, a person is in a relationship and they have a three-year-old child, four-year-old child that's being disruptive, mm-hmm. you know, okay, you get into a disagreement or argument with your mate. Right. And you're being passive, but are you going to be passive to a four-year-old? Right. And say, hey, don't run in the street. And they, you know, no, I'm doing, you know, you know how children are. Yeah. Children are. Okay, all right, then. Go ahead and run in the street. Just do it. Yeah. See you later. It is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> right. So true. That's great. Great point. Very valid. So let's do that. You want to do that exercise between now and next week? Yeah, it's um, definitely great. Something great to look into. And, okay. You know, maybe y'all can let us know in the comments, uh, you know, what you think about that. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we definitely want to hear from you guys um, as well. And then next week's video, when we include the link, take the test, the personality test, and let us know what your results are. We're very interested. So, baby, before we leave from talking about um, passive-aggressive, let me tell you another thing that they do. After they say something rude or something that can be damaging to the other person, they say, oh, I was just joking. To try to minimize the effect of what they just said. Similar to when people text what they really are trying to say and they put LOL behind it. You wasn't joking. You meant exactly what you just said. So what's an example of what you're saying about texting? So, I mean, it could be anything. It could be, um, you know, if you text in, um, I would use something like workplace, right? So right now there are a lot of people that are working from home and your really most effective method of communication is through text messaging. And you're being stern about something or you're speaking your mind about something. Maybe it's to a coworker, right? And then you put LOL behind it to kind of soften that blow a little bit. So maybe you're in a disagreement with what the next step should be, or what that decision that was just made should be, right? Um, and then you put LOL behind it, so that they kind of take it more lighthearted, you know. Um, just stand at what you just said, right? If you said a phrase of, you know, I don't agree with this decision, I think that we should talk about it further. Stand in that, versus saying, girl, you know what, I, I don't really know about this decision, you know, LOL. It's a whole different tone. Right? So, that's an example. It's not communicating clearly how you truly feel to the other party. Again, sounds manipulative. Yeah, uh, passive-aggressive. That's what it is. So, babe, is assertive the last communication style or is there something we need to talk about from the manipulative one? Yeah, let's talk about the manipulative one. Okay. Go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so manipulative seems like it's in all of them itself for assertive. Seems like manipulation is in all of them itself for assertive. But manipulate, you know, if it's just going to be manipulation itself as a type of communication, mm-hmm. then that sounds like that's going to be a type of person that fakes their feelings mm-hmm. to get the other party to feel sorry mm-hmm. for them or you know just trickery yeah it's almost like they are like they have some type of benefit or something something they, they want to get out of the situation but they don't they don't go about it in an honest way right. like like you said they try to trick the other person to get it what they want. Yeah, it seems like that would be definitely be uh, I would say a total deceitful type of communication. Yeah. Because they what definitely have have a an ulterior motive. Yeah. For sure. Okay, so because I don't know how I will answer this question, but I'm going to ask you. <laughs> Do you think that there's ever a situation where 
that type of communication style is beneficial? Well, I just thought about something. Not in, not, I don't think it would be beneficial as far as an intimate relationship. Okay. But maybe if you're trying to get some information out of your child that you need. Okay. I can see how, you know, manipulation, communication mm-hmm. would be. Because there's good and bad to everything. Which is true. Yeah. So you have good manipulation and you have bad manipulation, I feel. Yeah. What do you guys think? Yeah, that's a great point. You know, do you agree with what he just said? You know, a lot of words, we automatically have a negative connotation to it. But that's not always the case. So that is a that's a great point because sometimes you do need vital information from your child that they might not be willing to provide if you were just able to be, you know, open and transparent, you know. Um, great point. That's a great point. Um, I don't know or don't recall if I've dealt with that communication style. Um, just what I mean is just that communication style alone. Right? Like, that's the only way that person communicates with me. Um, I don't think that I have. But I definitely have, as we all have, dealt with people who have communicated in that way. Yes. I feel like our kids communicate in that way sometimes. Well, you, <laughs> listen, you know, as a, you know, you're, you're born with traits to make you win. Okay. So, you know, speaking of a child, again, you know, when we're children, we go to mama and we ask, and if she doesn't allow, then we go to father. Yeah. You know, yeah. grandma, you yeah. know, whoever is the guardian. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you have two guardians. Well, I think it's whoever you know, you whoever they know they will get their way with. It don't even have to be a guardian. It could be an aunt or uncle. If yeah. you know that person is going to give you your way or fight for you to get your way, that's who a kid is going to. Right. Right. Now, okay, let's put ourselves and our relationship in the spotlight. Can you think of a time, and I will be thinking about this as well, can you think of a time where a manipulation communication style has come into play? What do, you, what do you mean? Like, so, uh, uh, has there ever been a time where you have um, used that type of communication style with me? No. You sure? I'm positive. I'm not saying that you have. Okay, so let's think about this. Like, I'm very spoiled. I'm very spoiled, you guys. My whole entire life, that's all I know. Um, if I want something from you that maybe you said no about, if I get pouty, is that a form of manipulation? Hmm. That's a great question. Because I feel like it can be perceived like that. Because if I'm pouty, and I'm just like, seriously, you really not going to do X, Y, Z? Or you really said no? Or you really whatever? <laughs> yeah. It is a type of manipulation. Definitely is. So, you know, I think it may have shown up. Yeah, it showed up in you. Wow. <laughs> just in me, me alone. Look, it is what it is. Whatever. That's how I communicate. Oh, you you know? this right now. <laughs> um, and sometimes you give in to it and sometimes you still don't. Sometimes you'll be like, no. You don't need that or whatever. Yeah. And then I'm like, I don't even know who you are right now. But anyway, that's a little tangent. Moving on. <laughs> um, okay, so let's talk about assertive communication style. Assertive is, in my opinion, the most healthy way to communicate. Um, That type of person knows how to communicate clearly. They're very comfortable with their emotions and vocalizing them, but at the same time, they are very open-minded to hearing what the other party has to say and how they feel. Um, You know, they really want to get to the core, the root cause of the situation of the breakdown but they don't feel the need to attack the other person while doing that. Right. Now, that is the style that uses I a lot, which means they take ownership of their own feelings and emotions, right? So, um, 
since uh, we've done this research, I've changed my verbiage. I don't know if you've uh, picked up on it or not, but I've changed my verbiage to say, if something happens that I don't like, I don't necessarily say, you made me feel that way anymore. Or I did that because you did X, Y, and Z. I'll specifically say, I'm, I own my emotions. You know, um, I can't put that ownership on you. I can't say that because you did whatever action or said whatever thing that you are the reason why I felt this way. To a certain degree, I chose to go with that specific emotion. Right? So I feel this way because. So they, they take, they're pretty um, emotionally intelligent. Absolutely. I feel like. Definitely have to be the type of person that may have to step that steps back from the situation. Even mm -hmm. if it's something that's happening in the moment that both parties may feel need to be resolved right then, there is um, the characteristic and the assertive communicator that will step back. Yeah. Because it's about, I think they have the mindset of having balance in the conversation. Like, yes, I have my thoughts and feelings that has come up because of the situation. I need to get them out. But I definitely need to hear what your experience was. Because like we said earlier, your experience in this relationship is totally different from mine. Right? And so we both need to understand each side to it. Um, but this person, you know, they definitely use phrases like, I'm responsible for my own happiness. You know, which is so true. We tend to put the responsibility of our happiness, of our peace, so many other things in the hands of others. Or we put that responsibility on things. If we don't have something, then we can't be happy. Right? But if we gain it, then now we're the happiest person in the world. Happiness and joy are two different things. Right? Um, again, you say something, you do something, I choose to feel sad about it. I choose to be angry about it. I choose to whatever. But at the same time, I can also say to you, babe, you know, when you said this thing, I felt like this. This is not saying you made me feel like this. This is saying I felt like this. I'm in tune with my emotions. I need to vocalize this to you. I need to tell you why so that hopefully it doesn't happen again. Right? Yeah. Um, and they use phrases like, we have the right to uh, express ourselves respectfully and honestly. I'm a huge advocate for that. When you're communicating, disrespect does not have to come into the play. Are we adults or are we kids? That's correct. Right? Like, do we have to belittle? Do we have to say things that we know are hurtful? That is not necessary at all. And that is my biggest pet peeve. I don't like communication like that. I like for us to be able to sit down, have a discussion. If we feel like we're in the right emotional mental space to do that, if we determine that we're not, then we need to step away for a second. That's right. And get to that place. And then let's converse. Like, I, I don't like, I just like to be able to have a, a, a mature conversation. That's correct. Likewise. So the assertive person is the person you really want to be in relationship with, I feel like. Yeah, and every, everyone, if, if you're not assertive, there are things that you can do to become assertive, like working on your eye contact, um, listening, and not just responding or reacting, right? Absolutely, yep. Respond, not react. Expressing your needs and wants with confidence. Baby, I need this from you. I want this from you, right? I need effective communication from you. I need understanding from you. I need patience, whatever, right? Saying that, and then you on the other side, being willing to understand and really take it in and see how you can um, implement those things for me, right? Because again, all of these factors is really about creating a safe space within our relationship, you know? Um, so, you know, feeling confident enough to say what you need and what you want. Um, learning also how to say no. Yeah, learn not, not yeah, learn to say no for sure. That definitely will help you be assertive. Like no is the complete sentence. And what I mean is I don't have to I don't have to have an explanation behind why I said no afterwards. Somebody asked something to me that I feel like would be um 
choice. Past the boundary, right? If somebody asks me to do something or say something to me that's past the boundary, I can just simply say no. I don't have to say, well, you know, no, because I don't owe anybody explanation for anything. No is my answer. End the sentence. And that's it. We're done. So, you know, people need to be confident enough as well um, in their thoughts, their feelings, in their worth, their value enough to first set boundaries and then stand behind them. Yes. And I think that that will help to create assertiveness in your communication. So I feel that, you know, to work on being assertive, you know, a few things that you can work on is, you know, cuddling, being more intimate, you know, holding hands, you know, work on definitely being more intimate with your mate, and, uh, you know, that, that's understanding and being close. Yeah. Well, you answered my question before I asked. I was going to ask you, <laughs> as it happens sometimes with us, I was going to ask you why do you feel like intimacy is important with communication? Like, why would the two even be, um, even work hand in hand? Because some people might separate and they're like, well, if I can't communicate with you, I don't want to cuddle with you or, you know, I'm not going to be so open to go and give you a hug, you know, things like that. Yeah, you know, if you really want to work on it, you know, you got to break, you got to take that barrier, that wall down. Yeah. You know, and you have to be close, you know, be close enough to talk about your feelings, yeah. their feelings, yeah. why you feel this way. Uh, you know, like we talked about in our other episode, you you gotta have self-care, mm-hmm. right? So, self-care, if you're one, what's self-care? Taking care of each other. Man, that's true. Um, because in another, ep- another podcast that I have, I was talking about self-care, and I stated that a part of my self-care is spending time with you. It doesn't always have to be something that you do solo, especially if that other person brings you laughter or happiness or, you know, even peace. That's self-care, right? So, you know, and I also think, kind of similar to what you were just saying, having conversations about our experiences, um, not just when there's a disagreement happening. But like, let's talk about what happened in our childhood. Let's talk about how we were as teenagers. Let's try to talk about how we were as young adults. What kind of friends did we have? You know, what was our relationship with our parents? If we have siblings, what was that dynamic like? You know, it's good to talk about those things so that we can understand each other a little better. So that when a disagreement happens, then we have a little more insight as to maybe why someone reacted or responded in the way that they did. Yeah, and I feel like like some more direct questions should be. Yeah. Tell me of a time that you felt the worst and why. Yeah. And how did you handle it or how did you respond to it? Yeah. yeah. It's almost like job interviews. Yes. There are certain things and that's what we talked about in our first two episodes of our um our audio. We didn't do the video version to them, but you know, we talked about what are some questions that need to be asked and answered prior to marriage or even if you're newly married even if you've been married for a long time and have never addressed these things they're good conversation topics right you know another direct question have you ever felt left out uh have you ever felt abandoned yeah have you uh, ever felt um just person have you ever felt persecuted yeah Absolutely. You know, these are, you know, deep, passionate words into figuring out, you know, the things that have, may have gone wrong in your mate's life. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that way you can kind of, I guess it's like you're like pre, you're knowing beforehand Mm -hmm. of some things that may come up. Yeah, and you can also, um, I think, be able to, or should be able to deal with more understanding and grace, too. Right. So, if you have the backstory to something, and you're not only just going off the result of it, 
then you know I might be a little more inclined to listen out and really help you think through or us work through whatever that issue is instead of immediately becoming offensive or immediately arguing with you, right? Um, so I think there's definitely a great point. There are so many things that, you know, couples can do um, just to make sure that their communication is there. And you guys, we honestly know that communication is something that you will have to work on every single day. Um, you know, it's one of the things that you have to work on and strengthen every day. Just make sure that if you feel like your person is worth it, that you do the work to make sure it stays strengthened. Right. And I want to say another another thing, another direct question that you should ask mm -hmm. is, have you ever felt like you wanted to kill yourself or kill someone else? Wow. Why do you feel like that's an important question? Because a, a lot of people have thought about that. Mm-hmm. And they would be ashamed to tell you, or they may feel like that you would, that they would, you you might think they would harm you. Mm, mm -hmm. You know, they, they may feel like you you may feel they are unstable. You know, okay. um, you know, even though you know you have intimate relationships, there are deep buried things in everyone. Absolutely, and that's just the fact of the matter. Absolutely, and you know, I want to say. You know, that we we do this podcast to promote healthy relationships. And when we say healthy, it's deeper than just happy, you know, being happy and, and, and um, not arguing and, you know, having a passionate relationship. Being healthy is, say for instance, if you get into an argument with your mate and you don't, you haven't worked on communication, and the, you know, say for instance, they're they're aggressive, and it, it's continuous. But you've been assertive. Guess what? Depending on how passionate, how how much you love that relationship, and the things that you've been through, a person could want to kill themselves. So you know, that's being healthy, helping you stay alive. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree to that. Um, we just have to be more intentional in the things that we do as it pertains to our intimate relationships. Be more intentional. You know, don't be so quick to judge. Don't be so quick to react. You know, um, we want to have that understanding. We want to have that level of patience, you know, and just... You know, try to operate in love as much as possible. Now, again, you know, there are some things that happen that we don't have time to think about these things. Our emotions come into play quickly and we just react to it, you know. But as 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 best as we can, we need to try to take a step back. That's it. So that we don't cause uh, a situation to be escalated higher than it needs to be. Right. Stepping back should be an immediate response, especially if you're not assertive. Yeah, absolutely. Because if not, now this situation is blown completely out of proportion. And then you're looking at each other like, how in the world do we get here? Right? How do we even get here? So, again, you guys, we thought that communication would be a great topic to bring to you all. We really wanted to share you know, what we learn about um, the different communication styles. Again, make sure that you are checking out our video next week where we will reveal the results of our personality test as well as we're going to guess prior to us revealing what our communication style is. So he's going to guess what he thinks mine is and vice versa. Um, then we will reveal what our actual communication style is. So that should be very interesting. Again, make sure you are subscribed to our channel. Our channel is growing very quickly. Yes. Uh, we have positive feedback. Uh, we've only had our channel for about two, almost two weeks, and we're already over 100 subscribers. So thank you guys so much. Um, we appreciate the engagement. We appreciate the ones of you who we've just met out while we were out on town and day, on date night. Um, we've enjoyed those conversations our supportive family and friends we appreciate you as well um, but just again look forward to our audio uh, version being out every Wednesday Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts any of your podcast streaming platforms 
Um, and then our YouTube video being out every Thursday. So, before we officially close out the episode, we always end with the relationship tip of the week. Our relationship tip of the week. Do you want to provide one, babe? Sure. Okay, go ahead. Work on being assertive. <laughs> That's the relationship tip for me. I agree. Work on being assertive. You can do it. You can definitely do it. If I can do it, you can do it. If she can do it, you can do it. We all can do it. Absolutely. I agree. Your feelings matter. You know, your thoughts matter. You matter in your relationship. You know, and hopefully you as well as your partner is working to always create a safe space so that you can show up authentically. Uh, so with that being said, we thank you guys so much for all of your support. We thank you for viewing our video and also listening to us on your podcast streaming platform. We hope that you have a fantastic week. Thank you. Thank you.